What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Welcome to the Reggae Lover Podcast. Reggae Lover Podcast. Actual recording, entire quality. Facts. Yo, Khalil Wanda here. And I'm Agard. What up, people? Welcome to another Reggae Lover Podcast episode. Hope you're having a great spring, I'm saying, or summer. Matter of fact, you could listen to this anytime, you know, on demand. So, um, strike that from the record. And, um, you know, shouts out to the people listening live right now on niceupradio.com, though. Yeah, man, and big up everybody listening on all digital streaming platforms across the world. You know what it is. Uh, today, we came to talk about mental health, uh, reggae and mental health, or you know, mental health in the reggae community, which is, mm-hmm. um, I think, a very um, important topic that should be discussed. Uh, we actually tackled it uh, in episode 158 of Reggae Lover with mm-hmm. our um, our guest, fellow podcast host, Jay Blessed. And she is a mental health advocate, among other things, you know, but uh, she joined us to talk about, you know, the lack of lyrics that really um, have like, you know, substance that really um reveals anything you know like self-awareness and um you know lyrics showing maturity and this is mostly you know dance hall that we're talking about um under the reggae umbrella because you know on the flip side of this you know reggae is one of the musics that's recommended for helping you to relax and you know what I'm saying de-stress and stuff like that. So talking about really, you know, a lot of what we see in, in the popular dance hall and, and also soca culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I mean, what you said about the effect that reggae music has, you know, on our music in general, on on people's psyches and emotion, it's evident, like especially, you know, with my job. it's like people play certain things and it has you feeling a certain way and other things, you know, kind of have this calming effect. Um, However, you know, like you said, when it comes to mental health and the topic of mental health and, you know, actually proliferating things that can help, you know, um, be it in the music or in the culture, that's pretty much lacking. And let's be honest, like, you know, the only people that I've heard, and this is anecdotal, talking about it has been, you know, pretty much females, you know, because, um, you know, they're more in tune to it and, and it probably affects, you know, a lot of their relationships more than it does, you know, men. So that's just my little observation. Yeah. I mean, you know, definitely we've seen, you know, one of the recent ones that people will probably be familiar with is Leela Ike. Mm-hmm. Right. So she is recently, you know, 
has come under some scrutiny, has been in the public eye more uh, because of some statements that she made on her social media, you know, after the whole thing with her coming out, uh, you know, after that happened, you know, she, I think she had a tweet um, or a post on Instagram where the way that she, her wording was, it made it seem like she may be in physical, you know, danger, like in the way of violence or maybe mm-hmm. being where she may, may harm herself. Um, so a lot of people were concerned and, you know, her fans and stuff like that. But um, later she came out with another statement saying that she is safe, but that she's struggling with mental health. So um, I want to say she, you know, said she has a bipolar diagnosis or something like that. So there's definitely something going on there, right? But she's one of the few people. I doubt that she's alone. Obviously, you know, there's many people dealing with with this type of um, situation, but nobody's really talking about it. And I think that's the whole point, right? Right. And it comes out in different ways. You know, you may hear artists may have done something physically to themselves or other people or artists acting out or, you know, there's a lot of different things that happen. You know, I mean, of all generations, you know, I, I'm, I'm so I'm going to make a few leaps here. You know, there there are artists like even like when you think of the 80s and 90s, um, specifically dance hall artists, you know, they've lost a lot of friends to violence and, and various things. And sometimes that th- that comes out in different ways. You know, one person I could think of, you know, is somebody like Supercat, you know, where it's like, you know, you know, in, in a short period of time, you lose a lot of friends and you're involved in a bunch of different things. And let's get it, be honest, um, reggae culture and, you know, dancehall culture comes from places where this was an answer you know, this music was an answer to a lot of the atrocities that people were going through, you know, and, and historic, you know, things that us as uh, people of color have gone through. So, you know, we, we're, it's, we're dealing with a lot in general. Plus you put an artist in the spotlight, you know, plus there's certain cultural things that they feel they have to, um, I guess, have cred about, you know, and all of these different things, and, and sometimes it ends up being very a very dangerous mix. Right. Yeah, I mean, when you talk about, you know, the culture and what is socially acceptable, you know what I'm saying, or cool or, or whatever the case may be, you know what I'm saying, like we're talking about one of the harshest cultures, you know, when you say dance hall culture, you're talking about, you know, people, you know, a, a large percentage of, the the artists and producers and everybody people are coming from humble means you know and we're coming from environments where it is automatically you know within these environments it's you're in survival mode so survival mode supersedes you know many other things like we're talking like maslow's hierarchy of needs here right Mm-hmm. So you got to have food, clothing, shelter, and you got to feel safe. You know what I'm saying? And so in order to feel safe, you know, you from the ghetto, yo, the only thing that's acceptable is your mad face or your blank mm-hmm. face, you know, your poker face. 
you can't tell somebody that you're weak. You can't say that it's not okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not okay to not be okay. <laughs> it's like, you know what I mean? Everything always have to be iry. And there's, so in that sense, it's very, you know, pretentious. It's a, uh, it's a very braggadocious culture. Um, you know, there's a lot of misogyny within the culture. It just comes with it. You understand? Um, so therefore, this is what you, you get. You know, nobody is really going to be transparent um, with with rare exceptions. Now, you know, I remember you, you mentioned Super Cat, but, mm-hmm. you know, what came to mind with Cat is I think that he did have songs that were kind of like, yo, you know, like Nuff Man Are Dead, for example. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, he he has some songs where you know, cry for the youth, you know. So it's like dance hall, but it's still reality. And I think that that's a little bit of the difference between the eighties, nineties versus like now in the two thousands. Um, it's you know back in the day, it was more tied to reality. What the lyrics kind of right. reflected, yeah, yeah. you know, what was going on in the culture and the reporters, you know, like, I guess the artist's lyrics was like social media and the news, you know what I'm saying? Back in sound system, original dance hall days, but it's come to a point now where there is no real fiber of culture that people hold on to. Like you can create in a vacuum in a box and yeah, so now you have people just like the hip hop of today, right? The lyrics a lot of times it's talking about drug use and pills and, and Molly and all that stuff. It's like a part of dance hall now where that wasn't ever a thing before. Yeah, I mean, so we, we it's like you had a subcategory, which was reality, you know, and it went across subgenres. So I mean we're getting a little complicated here but yeah i mean reality is reality you know what i'm saying it's like we knew that certain songs is kind of like people are are pulling back the veil and saying all right we need to address this um it's interesting because um i i, I can't say that i can generalize what's going on now with the music because you know you have somebody like popcorn right and <laughs> It's funny because when you listen to his lyrics, um, when he, when he says, yo, you know, I don't trust friends, you know what I'm saying? I don't trust family. You know, weed is my best friend. That's That to me is a cry for help. You know what I mean? Like, yo, I, I can't, like, I, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, it's survival mode. You know, anybody right. could stab me in the back. You know what I mean? So it's still there. It's just, you know, it's done in a in a way to where it's like, oh, yeah, well, I can relate to it. But, you know, there's no real answer to the issues that he's bringing up. You yeah. know, there's a million songs that we've referenced in this show about Bad Mind, you know. And when I think about Bad Mind, you know, when you when you dig into it, you know, beyond the surface level or the name bad mind, what it is, is you're, you're afraid of people that will hurt you. You know what I'm saying? They will hurt you. And we're not talking about physically. We're talking, well, sometimes physically, but for the most part, when you talk about bad mind, you're talking about your emotional well-being here because somebody's going to mess with your wellness. 
you know? So yeah. if you dig into some of these concepts, they're, they're there, but it's only on the surface in my, in my opinion, you know, everybody can relate to it, but nobody's really having those deep conversations, you know, cause it's like, okay, from them bad mind, stay away. That's it. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, that's the thing. Bad mind, um, you know, that argument is, ex- it's one of the accepted arguments. It's one of the accepted mm-hmm. topics, you know, you can talk about, you know, um, you know, boom, bye, bye, that lane. That's a whole mm-hmm. topic. You know what I'm saying? Bad mind is another topic. You know, you could talk about money and flossing and, you know, you could talk about sexual exploits. I'm saying sexual exploits is like 75% <laughs> of the business. And then, you know what I'm saying? You could talk about gun culture and that's pretty much it. You know, so, oh, my bad. You know, there's there's God and Mama. If you want to go over to and the, and and the and side. partying, you know what I mean. Um, yeah, partying. I mix that in with flossing, but maybe you're right. Yeah, yeah. A, a different, not necessarily the same thing. Yeah, partying and dancing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but those are the only things that are acceptable. Very few artists break this mold, which is why you know what Leela did is very. Um, very rare. Um, there was an article in 2020 um, in the Jamaica Gleaner about, with Savannah, and she was quoted as saying mm-hmm. it's that therapy, you know, helped her through a tough year. And um, so I took note of that because I'm like, okay, now this is super rare. That within the entire, all the artists, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, in the whole genre, it's like, I can count on one hand how many times I've heard somebody say or mention therapy. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I haven't had any explicit conversations with anybody saying that therapy is bad, but it's, it's definitely that feeling of, you know, if you need that type of thing, it's like a weakness or something's wrong with you or, yeah, yeah, you know, mind, this is prevalent. You no, know, Jamaica yeah. has that. <laughs> it's like, yo, mind, mind thing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, or, because, you know, we're supposed to be so strong, you know, and so knowledgeable and, you know, so, uh, I don't know, malleable to any different situations that invincible yeah yeah it's like if you show any chink in your armor it's like you're done you know to the point to where you know i've seen it you know where people who i know who i feel are very intelligent and you know overall good people when somebody falls from grace it's like you know people are literally laughing and you know making jokes and i'm like it's weird because I feel like I'm the outlier thinking, you know, what if that happened to you? You know what I mean? Like, what what if that happened to you? I, I, I just don't get it. Yeah. And, and I will mention that this actually goes along with 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 black culture. Like, yeah, within, yeah, yeah. Within throughout the diaspora. Right. Um, we're a people who, you know, we there's epigenetics. You know what I'm saying? So we. It, you know, which is the science, you know, the study that the studies, the group of studies, which reveal that your tra- trauma from your ancestors can be passed on through DNA. 
So future mm-hmm. generations, you know what I mean? So we're already dealing with with that legacy. Um, you know, then you talk about the things that are going on today, you know, even just the pandemic. Like this is a real thing, you know what I'm saying? And it's affected everyone. So and you add to that where, you know, people are literally, like we've been saying, fearful. They're not trusting of their immediate environment. So it's like getting to mental health is a, you know, it's not even realistic, almost. Like we're talking about it, but the only way that it would really, you know, um, and a shift can happen would be for people to start having these conversations more. You know what I'm saying? That's just, that's a big part of it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a journey, man. I mean, I, I, I could share a little bit of my, uh, process or my road, you know, with, uh, you know, to mental health. And, you know, it's crazy because growing up, you know, same things apply. You grow up in rough situations. You are trying to make the best of it, you know, mentally, emotionally. And, you know, to me, I feel like the breaking point was when my mom passed, you know what I'm saying? It was just like, you know, how do you, how do you deal with uh, grief? You know what I'm saying? Cause nobody, unless you have a really strong cultural association with death, you know what I'm saying? That your family raised you with, you, you're not ready for that. So that's where I was like, all right, I need some help or else like, you know what I mean? Like you, you, you don't know how to make know what's up down and sideways whatever like it's just like you're confused so that's where the journey begins and when you and then you realize like oh like i went for this reason but there's all this other stuff right and it's a never-ending story and you know what i want to say about this topic as well is that you know here in america you know, mental health resources are getting easier and easier to get. It's not like totally great, but it's getting easier. However, like other industries, you know, it seems like a lot of people of color and, you know, immigrants and stuff like that are kind of um, deterred from it, whether it be by means of culture uh, finances, you know, taboo, like all these things, like it's, it's like, it's not for us. It's for some, you know, upper middle class white person, you know, who has a certain income. And and I want to say that that's not true. You know, poor people, you know, and people of color and people who've gone through trauma need it even more than, you know, some of the people who have grown up with some level of privilege. So I have no qualms in saying that, you know, me going to therapy, you know, has made me a better man, a better husband, you know, a better person in society. Whereas, um, you know, you would think, you know, based on the culture, sometimes it's like, yo, it's a form of weakness and, Mm-hmm. All of this, that, and the other. And as a matter of fact, like I can say this now because of my journey, like I could care less. I want to curse, but I could care less <laughs> what what people think. Like I don't care who you are. You know what I'm saying? 
me, how I live, my mental health and, and safety is important to me. And you don't pay my bills. You know what I mean? You don't do anything for me, for me to even care if you don't approve of me going and seeking out therapy. And I wish that, you know, most people would at least try to seek it out on some level so that they could start, you know, kind of piecing together parts of the puzzle so that by... Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. By the time, you know, we leave this earth, it's like, all right, well, I think I did something good. You know what I mean? I, I think I lived well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well said, man. Um, definitely, you know, I would just say... Um, I agree with everything that you just said. And, you know, mm. in, in reality, vulner- vulnerability is strength. You know, right. so we have been brainwashed to think, um, you know, this negative stigma, associate this negative stigma to therapy and really to a lot of things that are associated with, with wellness. You know what I mean? Like, it's okay. Yeah, it's to, not for us or something. It's, yeah. Right. It's okay to, you know, talk about your emotions. Like, it, that's what you're supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're actually emotional creatures, you know? Um, and I know it's hard. It's been rough, you know, for people of color, especially Black women. You know what I'm saying? I got to say, it's like, if you're doing, like, corporate America and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like, the way that they, you know, kind of stack you up as the last chip, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and, you know, well, even if you're, um, you know, excellent at what you do and knowledgeable, they will underpay you. Um, and that's still a thing that's still, you know, affecting every industry, you know what I'm saying, from entertainment and music to corporate. Um, so it's a lot to deal with. And, uh, you know, we are... You know, we we should be, it should be celebrated that people are seeking therapy, you know, getting massages, you know, practicing yoga, you know, shouts out to, you know, Janine and Kabaka and, you know, artists and stuff that actually talk about those things. You know what I'm saying? Um, It's not just like we're accustomed to coping mechanisms. So nothing is getting dealt with. We're just trying to drown out the symptoms. You know what I'm saying? Let me, you know, get high, get as high as possible. So, you know, obviously, you know, the culture is, is a cannabis culture, which is great. Um, but if you look at the history in the 80s, when cocaine was the drug of choice, you know, you had the major artists out here involved, you know, doing, dealing, selling, using cocaine and, and crack and all that. Like, that's like a thing. It was a part of, you know, the, the history. Um, but now it's, you know, different drugs of choice for the youth. And, you know, what I'm saying like you mentioned, you know, those songs, you know, all I need is, is you know, my weed and Hennessy or, you know, what I mean, like there's some pretty <laughs> um, and, you know, the, some some compositions that some of these artists have put out, you know, like you said, some of them really seem do seem like a cry for help. Yeah. Um, 
And, you know, and I think that that's okay. Like, uh, like Suicide Note, you know, on Massacre's recent album, you know what I mean? Like, it's good to have artists who are actually venturing into some different things, you know, talking about, like, the fact that, you know, I'm not okay or I'm struggling with something, you know what I mean? Um, But we need more healthy avenues. um, And I just think that to start to have those conversations is really where it really um, needs to start. Yeah. I I just want to mention another thing, because I guess I come from a a different angle. Um, Another caveat to this is, you know, I want to, I want to talk to people out there who are religious, you know, because I'm not a religious person, you know, but I grew up with religion and I would say this, you know, mental health and, and, taking care of your mental health does not go against uh, religion. You know what I'm saying? It should be something that's added. You know, it should be something that supplements it. It's not like, you know, God is telling you, well, I don't know. I don't know what, what (laughs) I'm not going to get too specific. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? As a human being, you know, we need to be able to process certain things. Even because I grew up in, you know, Catholicism and whatever. And, you know, even within the Catholic community, community, they had religious retreats. And, you know, in in most Christian, you know, uh, denominations, they have spiritual revivals and all this stuff. That's, That's great. I mean, you know, you having a relationship with God and your spirituality is great. However, you know, what I've experienced with religion is it, it doesn't address every part of our humanity. That's what I'm going to say. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be respectful. It doesn't, you know, address every part of our humanity simply because, you know, it's, it's, it's trying to steer you in a certain direction. And I get that. However, when it comes to mental health, this health, there's psychological things that we need to go through and process so that we can even like if you're religious, have a better, you know, practice, spiritual practice. And this is coming from somebody who I've I've had a lot of religious education. I've been in the church and all that, and I've studied Buddhism and all this stuff. However, you know, I don't practice now, but I would say for those who are skeptical because they think it would go against their religion or spirituality, I would say that, you know, it, it, to me, humanity is spirituality, you know, getting in touch with your humanity, get in touch with your mental health. To me, that's, that's spiritual. And cause, cause you know, your God should want you to be happy and fulfilled. Yeah. Uh, that's just my opinion. You know what I'm saying? So I just want to my- address that part of it. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Here's my my response to that is like, you know, um, for people that study the scriptures, you know, you will know that anytime in the Bible that I'm going to do a mini sermon here. All good. (laughs) Anytime in the Bible where Jesus performed a miracle, you know, the, the people that were the benefactor or beneficiary of the miracles they had to do something they had to get up and you know get the five fish and the bread and put it together and then jesus multiplied it you know when he turned the water into wine at the wedding he told the servants to get you know fill the thing up to the top and then bring it over here you know what i mean so you can sit there and pray but you should but 
to what Agard said. I'm just saying it in a different way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're still going to be required to do some type of works. And in this case, we're talking, what we're talking about, the work that we're talking about is learning about, you know, like being, like facing your, your shadow and, you know what I'm saying, facing your fears and your demons and, you know what I'm saying, there's work involved in, you know, it may be doing a certain type of reading or studying or having certain types of conversations with people instead of um, being non-confrontational and ignoring, you know what I'm saying, the, the elephant in the room. It may require that you, you know, seek professional help, just like if you're to be healthy, you know, you have to take care of your body, you know, praying alone is not going to take care of your body. You know, you still have to eat right. You still have to exercise. You know what I'm saying? So in terms of your mind, it, it works the same way. You still have to implement boundaries. You have to learn about boundaries because that's, I think, something that's really lacking <laughs> in the culture. Um, th- does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. It, it all makes sense. And you're right. You're basically saying what I was saying, but in a different way. Like, yeah, you have to do something. And, you know, what What? What you realize is, what I realize as well, because um, I've, I've known some really tough individuals, you know what I'm saying, in, in the street sense. And what you realize is when you really break bread and you speak and communicate with these people, you know, they're going through traumas as well. They're going through insecurities. They're going through, you know, not knowing how to handle sensitivities and emotions, not being able to um, comprehend or um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just just emotional intelligence is is, right. is very important. Yeah, being self being self aware, aware of 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 everything. And what I would say is. Look, if your mission in life is to be happy, fulfilled, content, or whatever it is, I don't see any way around the mental health thing, no matter what culture, religious, creed, or whatever, whatever you follow or don't follow, I don't see any way around it. You know, um, hopefully in the future, because this is kind of like a brief conversation as, as it speaks to the culture, but hopefully in the future we can actually share you know, some resources or, you know what I mean? Because I think this right here is just a conversation that needs to be had. It has to do with what we see in the culture, what's what's being prevalent in the culture. And, and you know, I, I don't know if you saw this, but I shared a, a post by um, on stage, you know, um, I think Ding Dong was being interviewed and he's talking about, you know, the different sides of reggae music and it's important to not only it's it's important to see the fun it's important to see the reality it's important to hear the spirituality and and you know I'm glad that artists like Ding Dong who's one of the most popular artists right now are talking about balance I'm I'm glad to see you know artists like Spice talking about you know colorism and things of that nature that affect her as a black woman you know I'm 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 glad to see all this and I think, you know, to be honest, it's it's trending to me in the right direction because we know that money is king <laughs> and, you know, a lot of the stuff that doesn't really speak to 
people and connect with people's hearts are not necessarily profitable. You know what I mean? That's the way I see it. You know, this is not us trying to kick some positivity in your ear. It's like, yo, people connect with reggae music because um, if they're not part of the culture, they like the party aspect of it. If they are part of the culture, you know, they like the reality or, or the something that speaks to them. You know, it just can't be, quote unquote, like empty calories to make a metaphor. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah, man. And um, <clears throat> shouts out to the you know artists who are out there echoing this same sentiment. You know what I'm saying? Trying to advise their colleagues and stuff like that. Um, you know, unfortunately, you know, to who I, I forgot the I was about to um say something I completely forgot the um <laughs> <laughs> the metaphor, but um basically what I'm saying is artists are in a position to influence masses of people. Um, it's been proven you know, even by the Jamaican government who will use artists and, you know, dance hall music in their campaigning, you know what I'm saying, as a way of reaching the people. So it's a very powerful um, responsibility that artists have. And so that's why I, you know, if it seems like we're focusing on artists, you know, maybe the same thing could be said of, of you know, any broadcasters or presenters or DJs. But, you know, people who have the ear of the people um, have that kind of like responsibility and no, you don't have to raise people's kids, you know, no, you don't have to be a role model. It's actually to the contrary. Like if there's things that you're struggling with, I think being vulnerable about that can help people to relate. And uh, so if any individual out there is listening to this and doesn't you know, feel like therapy is for them. Just like, you know, just because we're saying that therapy has helped us um, doesn't mean that you're going to feel the same way. But at least, at the very least, at least hold space for others who want to explore, you know, like a healing journey. And, you know, if they want to talk about that, if they want to express themselves, if they want to seek help, then hold space, you know, let them do it. You don't have to do it if you don't want to, you know what I'm saying? Hopefully you will. Cause you know, I do firmly believe all black people definitely need therapy. <laughs> yeah. We um, should all get it for free too. <laughs> yeah, man. It should be a part of the reparations package. And you know what I'm saying? Juneteenth is coming up uh, a little bit in a little bit as we record it. actually this weekend as we record yeah, this. tomorrow. So, you know what I'm saying? Happy Freedom Day and all that. <laughs> if you don't know about Juneteenth, because, you know, you're not in the uh, USA, well, definitely check it out. Look it up. It's something that, yeah, you should be aware of. But caution is, could be very triggering as well. Um, very, very, very triggering. <laughs> so tread lightly. You know what I'm saying? Don't. Dive, you know, dive in, deep dive, unless you're into that kind of thing. Yeah, man. So at, at the very least, you know, like Khalil was saying, if you're not going to go to therapy, um, if you're not going to seek out, 
traditional mental health routes at least know, hey, you know, I'm dealing with something. Be aware of it. You know, be open. You know, so that's that's pretty much it. You know, um, it's there. We want to see it more proliferated uh, through the culture. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because you know, you know, si- similar with hip hop. You know, the thing with hip hop is, as we know, in the '80s, you know, there was a lot of fun music, but those artists were actually in the streets. You know what I'm saying? And it, and that's what ended up ha- coming out in the '90s. You know, and if if those artists, you know, somebody like a Jay Z and or you know, can have profitable. Uh, uh, non-profit, I should say, uh, foundations for people's health and, you know, prison reform and all of these things, then, you know, I think, you know, people in the dance hall, Caribbean, Soka community can also go in that direction because, you know, we need to bring up the next generations to, you know, thrive. Because right now, um, if you even if you look at it from a business standpoint, if you run a record label, a recording company, or something, you know it, this this hurtful <laughs> culture is not profitable. Uh, I, I I don't know. Maybe we can have a debate on that. You know, some other show. But yeah, you know, I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. Um, yeah. We don't need to have any debate over yeah, here. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying uh, I've had. You know, we shared some statistics on um, three episodes ago talking about the lack of sales in reggae. Um, the numbers are in, folks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the numbers are in. Um, and then, you know, we already talked about, which I don't know how this fits in, but, you know, there's there was talk about the Grammy Award situation. Um, you know what I'm saying? They're and definitely so- making money off of reggae music. And these are some people who have traditionally sought therapy and other you know solutions in the way of mental health so yeah man is is there a correlation there why that's a whole different argument so <laughs> yeah man let's 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 wrap it up and then also you don't necessarily have to quit weed or any drugs that you use <laughs> as a matter of fact you know there's a lot of uh psychiatrists now going through um they're doing drug therapies of various so there's something for everybody folks there's something for yeah, everybody there's a lot of ways you know what i'm saying i recommend especially those uh going through ptsd you know stuff all, like that all of us um i recommend you know a holistic approach though you know what i'm saying like you said it's none of these one things stands alone so, you know, some good reggae music and some dancing and, you know what I mean, go kick some football and eat some good cooked food. You know, all these are things are are part of it. Get into nature. I'm saying, like, there's a lot of things that you can do. Um, and so I think that that's the whole point. You know, is there, there are many things that you, could, you can do and should do. And, you know, your circle should be supportive of that, even if they're not partaking. Um, and, you know what I'm saying, it's like each one teach one. It's okay to not be okay. Um, shouts out to the Heal and Grow Journey podcast. Uh, definitely check out that podcast. You know what I'm saying? Shouts out to the host, Jennifer Wifey. She, uh, you know, is a mental health advocate and has mm-hmm. dedicated a whole, you know, season, um, of 
a podcast talking about various topics um, that I think would be very, you know, informative and educational for um, for a lot of people. So that's the heal and grow journey. Um, mm-hmm. Also, shouts out to Jay Blessed. You know, what I'm saying again, as we mentioned, mental health advocate um, in the you know of Caribbean descent, which is big. And um, yeah, man, take care of yourselves. Take care of, of each other. Yeah, man. Stay safe. Until next time. Peace. Peace. If you're interested in a sponsorship or donation, please email info at reggaelover.com. Follow us on Instagram at Reggae Podcast. Like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Reggae Podcast. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.